This is part two of why the anointing is vital. On the previous episode, I shared how we need the anointing for people to have encounters with Jesus. The kingdom of God is not a matter of talk, but of power. And without the power of God in the body of Christ, many Christians are just hearing about God but not actually having encounters with him. The next reason why the anointing is vital in the body of Christ is that the anointing is needed to destroy the kingdom of darkness. The devil is still at work and Jesus has called us to be vessels of him to destroy the works of the devil in people's lives. The Bible says that the yoke is destroyed because of the anointing. To see demonic yokes which are demons, sicknesses, works of the devil, destroyed, we need the anointing plain and simple. Then some of the itinerant Jewish exorcists took it upon themselves to call the name of the Lord Jesus over those who had evil spirits, saying, We exorcise you by the Jesus whom Paul preaches. Also, there were seven sons of Sceva, a Jewish chief priest, who did so. Jesus I know, and Paul I know, but who are you? So the demons are saying that they recognize Jesus. They know him. They recognize Paul. Not just do they recognize and know who they are, but they know that Jesus and Paul have authority over them. They know that they must obey their commands no matter what. Demons know, they can see in the spiritual realm where the authority of Christ is. Now, Jesus said to the disciples when they came back from casting out demons for the first time, he says, I've given you all power over the enemy. I've given you authority over the enemy. By saying this, Jesus is explaining, yes, the demons obeyed you because I gave you authority over them. Jesus then goes on to say, Father, I praise you for you've hidden these things. Passion Translation says, the great revelation of your authority from those who are proud. And I've only revealed it to those who are humble, who will become like children. He reveals that his authority, his anointing is not given to every single believer, every single person, but it's only given to the humble, to the child, like it is not given to the proud. The demons were recognizing Paul in addition to Jesus because Jesus had chosen to give authority and anointing to Paul. Paul could be trusted with this anointing and authority. Now, when God gives one anointing, he is also giving them authority. They are two in one. Anointing is the power of God that destroys yokes, that casts out demons. It's authority that makes demons to go. So when God gives anointing, there is authority in that anointing, two in one. Demons can see where true authority over them is. Every single believer is given a measure of authority the moment they give their life to Jesus. Every single believer is given authority over the devil for their personal spiritual life. Every believer can execute their authority over the devil when the devil is coming, attacking their mind, attacking them with lies, attacking their health, attacking their life, attacking their family. You have authority over the devil. And when you use that authority, the devil has to obey. But there are higher and higher degrees and levels of an authority than that. It is God's will for you to progress, to be entrusted with a higher level of authority so that you're not only 
taking authority over the devil in your own personal life, but you're able to help others. You're able to do the Great Commission and cast out demons out of other people. So these demons, there's a reason they say specifically Paul. There were other believers in that time. Why did they specifically say Paul? It's because these demons were higher level demons and they recognized a high level authority of Christ in Paul where they had to obey this higher level of authority. How demons are cast out is simple. When God entrusts a vessel with authority and anointing, when they go to minister, demons have to leave. The higher the level of authority, the more demons, the more principalities, the more higher levels have to go. The more sicknesses have to go. The more darkness is destroyed. We can see that Apostle Peter was walking in the highest level of authority that even principalities had to obey because it says that they would bring the sick and demon-possessed under where his shadow was going to pass by. And all he had to do was just pass by with his shadow. His authority was so high level that he wasn't even have, having to say words, let alone scream things, put hands, and struggle with physical effort. That's how high his authority level was. It was so high that the Bible says all demons and all sicknesses left. A big reason why they were able to see 100% of the people who came to church healed. The big key was that Peter had the highest level authority of Christ. Principalities couldn't get away with anything. They had to leave when the anointing and authority was present. The anointing is vital because it is the anointing that makes demons, sickness, the kingdom of darkness to leave people's lives. It is simply the anointing and that authority and that anointing. So what we have in the body of Christ today, by and large, are many churches void of anointing. And this is the simple answer why so many Christians have sicknesses and oppressions like anxiety, depression, suicidal thoughts, night terrors, you name it. This is the simple answer. The anointing is not there at the church they're at, at the ministry they're receiving from. This is why miracles have become rare today, because the anointing is rare. Oh, it becomes so easy and simple when simply the anointing is there. You don't need anything else. The anointing is Jesus himself, but Jesus in his fullness. You don't need anything else. Imagine in a service of 1,000 people. Let's say 90% of these people have sicknesses and oppressions. In one moment, less than an hour, you can see 900, all of the people, be healed and delivered. People who had suicidal spirits who were planning to commit suicide that night. They were saved, they were delivered, they were filled with the joy of the Lord, and they went on to live a long life. People who were about to die from cancer that next week, the doctor had told them they had one week to live. They are healed right there. People who die too early can be raised from the dead right there. This is the good news of Jesus Christ. Oh, this is great news. It is not just about going to heaven after we die, that's not the only part of the good news. It is also that Jesus has paid the price for you to be healed and delivered completely now, that you do not have to suffer with sickness and oppression anymore. 
you can receive freedom and healing and walk an abundant life here and now. Oh, that's amazing news. But so much of the body of Christ is stuck in the churches, staying with their demons and sicknesses. In most churches around the world, people are coming in with demons, listening to the sermon and leaving with those demons. Those demons are in every service, laughing at us, sitting comfortably because it is the anointing that makes them to go. Without the anointing, they sit comfortably and they don't, do not leave. They do not manifest even. That's how comfortable they are. Without the anointing, people are having these demons. They're having these demonic spiritual issues and no one's helping them spiritually in the church. The church leaders are just doing what the world does, saying, go to the counselor, go to the doctor. I'll keep you in my prayers. Even the world says that. The world says, prayers and well wishes and it's just the same i'll keep you in my prayers jesus didn't say to say i'll keep them in your prayers he says when somebody has a demon cast it out when someone is has sickness declare healing lay hands on the sick do something about it be a vessel of anointing and release that anointing heal and deliver my children don't say I'll keep you in my prayers. It does nothing. Don't send them off to the world's ways and get them even more locked into the world, addicted in, to medicine of, a, of anxiety when you're supposed to just cast the demon of anxiety out. For so long in the body of Christ, people have not, for the most part, people, Christians, have not seen miracles be common in the church for generations. So it's understandable that there's become this spiritual blindness and we just think this is how you do it now and miracles were in the past, but it's not an excuse anymore. Revival is now. God is showing himself. Videos are going viral of demons being cast out of people in the masses, of the sick being healed. There's no excuse now. We cannot turn a blind eye anymore. The word of God should be our standard not church as we see it, as we've known it, as our parents and grandparents have known it with no miracles. The word of God should be our standard. And throughout the gospels, Jesus is constantly casting out demons, healing the sick, in addition to preaching. You like never see an example of Jesus just preaching because there's always the sick that needs healing. There's always oppressed people who need to be freed. And Jesus loves his people so much that he wants to free them and heal them immediately. That's our Jesus. And he commissioned the original disciples to do the same things he did and greater. He said, heal the sick, cast out demons. He, com he, he commanded them to do that. He didn't say do it once in a while. He said, this is what you should be doing as you preach the kingdom of God is at hand. Preach the kingdom of God is at hand and then demonstrate that the kingdom of God is at hand. Release the kingdom of God. If you wanna see what church should look like today, look at the book of Acts. It is wild that, that many believers, the moment they see healings and deliverances, instead of being excited, this is what I read about in the Acts church. Hallelujah, revival is now. Instead, they many times 
feel uncomfortable, feel, I don't know, this is weird. I'm comfortable with church how it is. That's very sad and it's not okay. We should have the fear of God. We have to be accountable to God someday. We don't get to choose how we do church. We don't get to choose to sit comfortably in our church pew with an hour with an hour service every week. We don't get that choice. We are commanded by God to be vessels of his anointing, to respect and honor his anointing, and to revere his Holy Spirit to love his spirit and how he moves all the manifestations of the spirit the beautiful baptism of the holy spirit and the speaking in tongues the healing of the sick the beauty of the anointing making demons to tremble scream and convulse oh that's beautiful because it's jesus coming and exposing the darkness and removing it it's the most beautiful thing in the world we are called to cherish the work of the Holy Spirit and allow him to do as he pleases. It is time to get very serious about leaving a lukewarm Christian life in church and coming to God's real churches where his anointing is, where you can be a part of the real work of God, where you can be equipped to be a vessel of the anointing and be in a place to receive impartation of the anointing so you can be a vessel of God that casts out demons and heals the sick and saves people, really saves them, not just gives them a powerless gospel, but a vessel of God who releases his power so people can really encounter God, fall in love with him, be healed and delivered and truly saved. It's time to get serious about being a vessel God can entrust anointing with and respecting his anointing, his anointed vessels, and his precious work of God, even when you don't always understand it, even when it looks different and new and strange to you, but that you respect and revere the Holy Spirit. You become childlike so you can come to a greater understanding so you can accept the Holy Spirit and love Him and be a vessel of Him. At the services that I minister at, the anointing is so present. It is so present that even before the sermon begins, the anointing will be flowing to people who are there and watching online. The, the, the anointing will literally come upon people and all of the demons, all of the darkness gets exposed and just comes out. Before a sermon's preached, so many times I'm, we're seeing demons shrieking out of people before the sermon begins. People are getting delivered immediately. As soon as they come, position themselves where the anointing is. It is the most beautiful thing in the world to see people be delivered from the bondages of Satan to be healed from their sicknesses and to have revelation of God's love. We need the anointing in the church and for the kingdom of darkness to be destroyed in their lives. And the next reason why we need the anointing in the body of Christ today is the anointing attracts people to Jesus. How do they get people to come to the church in the times of Jesus and in the Acts church? Well, they did not have fancy graphics back then. They did not have fancy lights and fog machines and entertaining epic videos and worship band that was like a rock concert experience. 
They did not have air conditioned, huge, fancy buildings. But what they did have was the anointing, the power of God. And it was truly the anointing alone, Jesus himself, Jesus coming in power that attracted masses to Jesus, to his church. All throughout the gospels, there's this pattern. Jesus ministers, he preaches, he heals the sick, casts out demons, raises the dead, is performing miracles. And it then goes on to say, the word spread. And many more came. The first harvest, like the first revival after Jesus had gathered his disciples and he was ready to begin to minister to the masses, he encountered a Samaritan woman at the well and she had this prophetic encounter with Jesus where she encountered him in power. She experienced miracles and her eyes opened up to his love and that he was truly the Messiah. And she ran and told everybody she knew. And it says so many people came to Jesus and they came to Jesus because of her testimony. Meaning it wasn't her saying, there's going to be this amazing concert. Oh, look at these beautiful graphics. Oh, look at the famous people here. It was, I received miracles from Jesus. You have to meet Jesus, this miracle worker who's like no one you've ever met before. These people needed miracles themselves. This is what attracted them to come to Jesus and be saved, healed, and delivered. In the Acts Church, we see the same story again and again. This is Peter. He took her by the hand and helped her to her feet. Then he called for the believers, especially the widows, and presented her to them alive. This became known all over Joppa, and many people believed in the Lord. So this woman was raised from the dead by Peter. This amazing miracle became known all over the city. And because people heard about this miracle, they believed in the Lord, it says. It wasn't from a preaching with no power saying, this is why you should believe in God. Here's a repeat after me prayer, raise your hand. It wasn't that that made people truly believe in the Lord back then. It was them hearing, witnessing miracles by the power of God. Another miracle of Peter's, there he found a man named Ananias who was paralyzed and had been bedridden for eight years. Ananias, Peter said to him, Jesus Christ heals you. Get up and roll up, roll up your mat. Immediately Ananias got up. All those who lived in Lydda and Sharon saw him and turned to the Lord. So it was the miracle, the supernatural miracle from the power of God through Peter healing Aeneas that made people believe in the Lord. It was simple. Jesus is the Messiah. He's the Savior and he does miracles. Look what he's done. Look at Aeneas. We knew him. He could not walk. Now he's walking. This is what Jesus did. And people believed. Simple. I believe now. In the body of Christ by and large today where there is no anointing, it's like there's been this compensation for no power of God. They were like trying to find other marketing techniques. So you see this, the, the worship bands being the main focus to draw people. People are coming because they like the music and they like to listen to worship music and worship God to worship music. Maybe graphics and videos and entertainment and 
charisma and comedy and fancy lights, fog machine, nice building, you name it. All of these things have been used to try to bring people to Jesus, but all of these things are not going to actually attract people to Jesus. That's why it's sometimes so hard for pastors to grow churches, pastors to see their churches grow. The only thing that attracts is the real Jesus who comes in power, people talking about him, people testifying, people showing others, look what God has done. Look at this miracle that God has done. That's what literally attracts people. That's what attracts people for the right reasons. You know, not just like, oh, I like music. I think I'm going to go because it's a cool worship band. I like the music. That's not, they're not coming with the right reasons to even encounter Jesus, to even be saved. But when they come with this motive, I've seen and heard something I've never heard about. I have this belief that this God may be real. I want to come and check him out. And you they go to the church and there is the real anointing there. Now the anointing of God comes and touches them and now their eyes have really opened and they really can believe fully, receive Jesus as Lord, receive abundant life, surrender to him. It's, it's real, it's real substance. It's the real Jesus attracting them. Jesus and his power attracting them. And this is what makes people to really be saved. Man, it's time to stop all the other techniques we've got to try to attract people to come to church, attract people to come to Jesus. Sometimes pastors put too much entertainment, comedy, gimmicks, and things into preaching when none of that does anything. You just need the anointing. We need to yearn for the anointing. We need to hunger for the anointing. This moves us to a place of humility when we see that we cannot do it on our own. We cannot do it on our own strength. We cannot do it on our own power. We cannot do it on our own charisma and, and speaking. We need the anointing, which is Jesus. We need Jesus. We need him in his fullness. The anointing is here and is moving through the screen right now. And Jesus is going to heal you and deliver you and release his power upon you to impart to you right now. Right now, because the authority of Christ, this anointing is truly here. And that's all that's needed. Simply, through a simple short prayer, you are going to receive miracles right now. I declare all sicknesses to leave. I speak complete healing over your bodies and all pain to go. I declare everything that's dead in your life to come alive now. And I release this anointing upon you. Receive abundant life in every area. Receive abundant joy and peace. And I speak impartation of anointing to come upon you now. That you would be a vessel of the anointing. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks for joining me. I can't wait for the next episode. Revival is now.